0: Size Eyes, the life of a long-term multitasker. This is the casually profound series where conversations create deeper connections with others and yourself, where every interaction is an opportunity to laugh, think, and feel fully, where magical moments happen spontaneously and abundantly. This series has discussions that transcend the surface level of what people do or who they are in the outer world. It aims to normalize thinking. I hope for all those engaged in this discussion, including myself, the guest, and especially you, the active listener. We stop and ponder on the ultimate question. Who am I, really? All while enjoying every second of it, of course. And we're live! Awesome! Um, So, this welcome back to another episode of the Casually Profound series of the Size Eyes podcast. Um, Today, I'm really excited to be talking to um, my master from from the Tai Chi classes that I've been going to for the last year plus now. Um, His name is Sifu David Block. Um, So, I'm really excited to have him on here and have a conversation. We've gotten to l- know each other about a little bit during classes and before and after, but I'm really excited to dig into um, who he is and, and uh, how he thinks and everything like that. Um, so
1: I'm just really grateful for that. Thank well, I'm you. still trying to figure out who I am, so <laughs> it'll be a, a learning experience for both of us. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. It's good to be on, on your podcast. First podcast I've, I've done? or, a, or a will do so Yeah, I'm interested and excited as well. Awesome thank you Cifui. So um, I'll kind of kick it off with anything
0: you know something that I'm grateful for and so um, I think this last few weeks I've been really grateful for when I went back home to, for Christmas and the holiday time frame really grateful for time spent with them um, as well as kind of creating deeper connections with friends and, and family and really opening up Myself more and finding out more about who I am. And so just really grateful for that discovery process. And obviously, it's a continuous one, um, but I think I'm making a lot of strides in that. So I'm really grateful for that.
1: Yeah. I'll, uh, I'm very grateful for the moment we have right now, as I yeah. am for every given moment. Um, and uh, especially grateful for, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, I've had some uh, health hurdles and uh, very grateful for the professionals who've uh, cared for me and the love and support and compassion I've had from friends and family.
0: Awesome. Thank you Sifu. So, um, kind of the first thing that we do here, um, I just want to do a quick little meditation for us that I'll guide us through. If we can close our eyes and listeners, hopefully you guys are doing this as well. Of taking a couple of deep breaths, just sinking in to the chairs, sinking into our bodies, and just imagining at the end of this conversation that we've just had one of the most amazing conversations that we've ever had so many insights shared, so many ideas thrown around, maybe even our perspective has changed. And then at the end, we'll have been so grateful for the deep, insightful, revelatory, casual, and profound conversation that we just had. Sink into that feeling. Awesome. And Then we'll return back to December, what, to January, February sixth, <laughs> twenty twenty-two. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> so kind I had to of check my watch there. for uh, Yeah. You. <laughs> um, so I got first question uh, that I want to ask Sifu is. Who do others think David Block is? So you can kind of take it the surface level route, deep route, I'll just leave it up to you. Who do others think
1: David Block is? It's it's a question you asked that I try not to think about. Uh Because it shouldn't be important to me. And um, It has been at times, Uh but uh, as I get older, it becomes less and less important uh, more importantly is like who do I think I am, and then at the end of the day, does it really matter? <laughs> uh, you know we try to try to let go of oneself, so the question you 're asking is is very interesting because yeah. it almost goes against uh, what we should be doing to be truly content and uh, in touch with reality. Uh, so, yeah. But being ho- fully honest, yeah. Um, I you know I I battle, I have battled, and I still at times battle with uh, you know what people think of me. Right. And, um, uh, and I try, and I I do I just continually try letting that go. Mm-hmm. And uh, more successful. As time goes on, Mm -hmm. so I guess like how do you kind of like let
0: go? I mean, you said Mm -hmm. a couple interesting things there of like you know that's usually not a question that you think about, but then like the question that you think about is who who am I, Mm -hmm. right? And so like how have you kind of transitioned maybe from the thinking of the question that I asked versus like who are you really? Like what does that like process look like or has looked like for you? Um.
1: Could you clarify that question a little bit?
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you said you don't really think about who, who others think you are, right? Right. But you naturally think more of like, who am I actually? Right. Right. So, so how did you kind okay. of get there?
1: All right. So I think um, I I avoid the thought process of you know what do they think about me? And I think more about what kind of impact do I have on the world? Uh, how do I relate to other people? Am I kind to other people? Am I angry at other people? Um, and, and if so, of course, who isn't, right? Right. Uh, what's, what's behind that? And, um, and how, does, how does that affect that person? How does it affect me? And at the end of the day, it's like, it's so silly. Yeah. So it's it's easy when you come to that realization it's okay to to let let go and um you know try to shorten that process as much as possible, right? Yeah. To it not being a process anymore and it just doesn't impact you. Yeah. But but the I think the most important thing is for any individual is you know compassion and kindness to others regardless of right. what others uh, kind of behavior that they, they exhibit, uh, yeah. which is a, you know, I'm not saying that's an easy thing, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a goal. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's a simple concept,
0: but it's like implementation. Like, I think we'll get like a lot of tests, like to see is that, you know, how compassionate can we be in like certain situations, right? It's like, right. Yeah. So
1: who are we battling? Are we battling the other people or are we battling ourselves? We're right. usually... In order to battle the other people, we, we're, we're battling with our own ego, to begin with. To start right. with, what good does that do? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, so uh, it's it's a it's a difficult lesson to learn, and I'm not saying that I have learned it, but I'm on, on a on a path to learning it. I'm getting better as time goes on. Yeah. If I if I live another ten lifetimes, maybe I'll, I'll yeah. get there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is so? I guess what. Things have you obviously like the most the th- thing that comes to mind most foremostly is like the is doing tai chi, right? As a right. potentially a way to calm that mind in terms of getting us to think more like that, right? Um, so I guess like how has tai chi helped in in that process of thinking for you to achieve to approach well, ta- everything with compassion? Yeah, that's,
1: that's, no, I understand the question is um, so tai chi is. Uh, Besides being, you know, good for your health and um, good for your flexibility and balance and it's, it's a moving meditation. And uh, I think meditation is probably the the bottom line. Uh, If you can uh, sit or move and keep your focus on just, you know, one thing for, for, you know, lengthy period of time uh, over, over time. Uh, repetitive meditation of any sort you're going to learn about yourself um, you're going to learn about your ego yeah. and there's a lot that you have to let go in order to be successful in meditation right so it's a slow process it's a slow learning um, but anybody who's willing to dedicate the time and effort uh, and consistency will benefit you know and in martial arts, we do Kung Fu, we do yeah. Tai Chi, we do uh, Shui Jiao, Xing Yi, Bagua, a bunch of different styles, internal and a- external martial arts. And um, the, one, the one part of it all, meditation, which is in every one of those, in Bagua you have circle walking for okay. meditation. In Shingi, you have uh, a standing meditation, which is in a uh, back stance and guard. Yeah. Um, in tai Chi, you have, you have a standing meditation, right. universal Post. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, what I'm missing. But anyways, uh, that, that is the one part that people don't spend time yeah. developing. But it's really the core of every of the martial arts styles is, is the, the standing meditation. You learn how to relax. You learn how to let go. Mm. Or you don't, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't because you, yeah. you're not doing it properly or you're not spending right. enough time doing it. Right, that makes sense. How do you
0: it's like I guess like going back then, how, how did you get into martial arts, Tai Chi kung fu, all these yeah. things that you mentioned?
1: Well, I've, you know, I had an interest since I was a kid. Uh, I can't remember how old I was, uh, 10 or eleven years old, I, I did a uh, Taekwondo uh, class and um, I, I, I mean I studied for a, for a while with a teacher and um, he was a great teacher as, as I look back you know and now I know what makes a good teacher yeah. he was a great teacher uh, Taekwondo today I think is very different than it was in those days we we're talking about you know in the mid-60s let's say yeah I'm giving away a little bit of my age right. here but, <laughs> uh, um, but in those days and may still be now. Um, you had Taekwondo is a Korean martial art, right. and you had the North and the South. And I don't know which side he was on, Yeah. but <laughs> I do know that in the middle of the night, he left the city I was living in and disappeared because the other side were looking for him. Wait, wait. wait, so, wait so, you, this w- is my w- teacher. Wait, yeah. so you were living in Korea? No, no, I left, sorry. Okay. Uh, in Montreal, Canada. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I had a, I was taking classes in Montreal okay. and uh, there were two schools okay um, one was based uh, with the, the North Korean yeah, one yeah. was based in South Korea oh, okay Okay. and um, so he, he disappeared mm-hmm. um, and then I went to I, I'm not gonna say which one who was with which side right yeah yeah uh, but I went to uh, I, I really was enjoying it and I, I looked for this other guy and uh, I, I should have left as soon as I, the instructor came in. <laughs> he came in with one fully swollen, closed eye. Oh no! And the other eye, you couldn't see anything. It was all red. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the, yeah. the bloodshot. <laughs> it, yeah. uh, it it was a real. It was a it was a fighting school. Yeah. With no, none of the martial attributes. Oh. Uh, okay. Like in in China, Chinese, it's wuda, which is the martial ethics. Which is more important than the ability to fight, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was lacking that school. Uh, within a short period of time, I got kidney punched really, really hard. I was in the hospital for two weeks. And, oh no. And uh, so that was the end of my early uh, martial arts career. Yeah. And um, later on in life, uh, my older son was 14 and he started taking classes with Master Sabarish, who was my yeah. Sifu. And after a few years, I really saw an incredible development in him as a as a person in his coordination. everything about his focus was great yeah and i th- I figured it'd be a good idea for me to do something with him and um, I and so I joined and um, it was an interesting start auspicious uh yeah he had a i, I wasn't interested in really doing like Tai Chi and and Kung Fu at the time, but yeah. they had a kickboxing class. I wanted to get myself into shape, right. but it was at 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, early morning, after 20 minutes of all this exercise, I was, I had to leave, I was in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wasn't feeling well, and it's, it's early morning wasn't for me. And I, right. I told, uh, told my son, I think, yeah, maybe I'm not going to do this. And <laughs> he talked me into doing, uh, you know, Kung Fu. Just for a, a few uh, like a short period, wait till our grandmaster was coming in okay. to do a master class, and um, I participated in, in, in that uh, workshop, and he was doing a technique which I was having trouble understanding uh, never mind doing yeah. and um, I, I, he was walking by and I said, you know grandmaster I, I don't understand what, what I'm doing here he said so he took me and he showed me and he put me down on the concrete <laughs> like so quickly seemed to me to be effortless Right. and I didn't feel the concrete, I was just in such perfect control that I said, well, I want to learn how to do yeah. this stuff <laughs> and uh, so, uh, so I continued and uh, you know, my son and I did train together for uh, maybe three years and then he okay. went off to college and I just continued on. Okay. Is
0: uh is
1: your son like a sifu or anything?:
0: No no he became
1: a, a disciple okay uh, after five years okay. and then he, he went off to college and okay yeah he's still uh, it's still ingrained in him um, he still does some training based on what he's learned okay um, but um, yeah got gotcha. of other things
0: right so then after so I guess what's the process like so I mean I guess I know it's like from what I know, it's like a year you become a student, right? And after five years as a disciple, and then 10 years you have the option of becoming Sifu so or...
1: Yeah, so when you become a disciple after five years, so you, you start... I will ask the question, you know, well, what is your interest right. like? Do you want to teach or do you want to just learn, you know, without teaching? And you can change your mind as time goes on, okay. but um, you, you just want to learn everything in the curriculum if you definitely want to be a teacher, but within yeah. the 10-year period. Oh, okay. And you would think that 10 years, why why so long? I mean, there's not that much stuff, is there to learn? And then yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm still learning. It's yeah. 23 years later. So uh, there's there's a lot. There's a lot to learn, uh, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of depth you want to get into it. But yeah, so it's uh, one year to become officially a student, five years a disciple, and 10 years to be a Lauscher or... Teacher level, or okay. or a, a, a gao which in Chinese means high hand, which means you you put in the effort, you put in okay. the time, and you're still training.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah.
1: So then, so did you go straight from like that
0: ten years of like training to becoming uh, yeah, like I, a teacher?
1: Uh, Master Sabarj asked me what my intentions were yeah. uh, when I became disciple, and so I you know I trained and learned. Um, Everything in the curriculum, and at ten years, I became uh, a Sufi level. And uh, I think I, I I was teaching in his school f- a little after I became a disciple. I did some classes, and then uh, maybe until one or two years after I became Sufu level, and then I decided I wanted to open up a school. Okay, and that was that was uh, I guess twelve years ago. Oh wow! Okay, so 2010 you opened up. 2010, yeah. Okay, yeah. Wow. How, is,
0: how has how was that process been of, I guess, going from that student, you know, of Master Subaraj, mm-hmm. right, into becoming your own teacher and sifu of other students. How was that process like? And yeah, I'll leave it there for now.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the biggest difference I felt is I, I wasn't able to do regular classes with my sifu. I try to get, you know, to do classes uh, once a week, and I still I still do a uh, class with them once a week. Oh, okay. Um, but um, yeah, the process is. Uh, yeah. Besides that, the other th- the other big thing is I, it, you know, when I'm at my CFA's school doing training, I'm I'm doing training for myself. I'm right. working. I do the you know, warm ups and the conditioning, and I'm doing all that stuff, and then I'm doing. Whatever they're teaching at the time, yeah when I'm teaching, I can't be doing that, so uh, you 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 take an, a big edge off um, and you know uh, i because I was working dur- during the daytime a, r- a regular job, which is m- many hours in itself right yeah I, I, um, you know it's always said if you want to do something, you can find the time, but i <laughs> 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 I, I didn't I, like, you know that I'm not a morning person already, yeah. so. <laughs> um and i you know i was teaching or taking class almost every night of the week and teaching on saturdays and so my own personal training i would say suffered uh until i retired uh, from my day job which uh, which was about two years ago and then uh, um, again i'm i i learned so much in the last two years just by my own practice yeah so i'm back to you know Learning process that I, yeah. I I love having. Is is there
0: anything specifically about being in that teacher role that you learned, like about Tai Chi or about Kung Fu or about martial arts in general, compared to when you were a student?
1: Oh, most definitely. Um, yeah. I'm not sure who learns more as a as a teacher, whether the student or or the teacher. Right. Uh, but uh, a lot of you know it's different 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 things. When you have to show somebody and explain something you really have to know what you're doing. Yeah. You can't just... Uh, yeah. uh, how do I say this? When, when you're training without teaching, you're going through the motions sometimes, you're doing something, you kind of think you know it, but you never test yourself, You know, whether you know it or yeah. not. A good way of testing, well, from a martial aspect, is by fighting somebody. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but A, I'm, I'm not a fighter. Um, I, I do this... Not to be a great fighter, but I I do this to be a better person. Uh, but um, so uh, the other way to test yourself is to try to explain to somebody how and why you're doing something, and you know uh, yeah. And you find out oh I really don't know the answer to that, so let me delve in deeper. And so there's a lot of lot of learning, a lot of learning as a teacher.
0: Mm-hmm. How would you characterize your
1: like teaching style now? Like
0: if you had to like. Because you've had you know, many teachers in the past, like you were saying, like in Montreal, you had a couple masters of bars, right? How would you like characterize yourself, I guess, differently from, from them, or just on your own, mm. in, in a vacuum, I guess?
1: Um, I guess myself as a as a individual, how I like to teach, um, doesn't differ so much from teachers I've had, but my teaching style does differ from from that. -hmm. Based on the, the uh, type of people who, come to the school wanting to learn, right. Um, When, you know, when I was, training myself with Master Sabarj, I remember it was, uh, it was, sometimes pretty tough training, right. Yeah. And um, the stories I heard when he was taking classes from his teacher, it was really tough compared to even what he was teaching, right. Um, And uh, so there's not a. Not a, l- a lot of people... I don't think there's anybody in the school right now who, who wants to do fighting. Uh, most people are in there for health benefit. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when I when I trained, uh, there was a lot of c- contact, hitting. Right. And um, you learn how to take a punch and um, arm, arm conditioning, leg conditioning, yeah. where you s- smash arms together and kick legs together and right. kick in the, the abdomen. You learn how to, you know... Uh, Use your chi and and relaxation to to withstand that. And uh, in doing so, um, there's kind of like a bond. It's kind of crazy. I was never in the military, but I think it's probably the same thing in the military, where people mm-hmm. smash each other around. Yeah. it's just you. You really grow a a, uh, a deep bond with your training brothers and sisters. And I say sisters because um, you know I was beaten pretty well by. Of the, of the women, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Uh, I don't know if I answered your question. I yeah, I no. went off track a little bit. No, yeah, that, that's
0: that's insightful because I think, um, I guess, like, how, how would you kind of, I guess, then relaying all those things that you mentioned to like your life now, like you mentioned, like health benefits, like more focus, etc., more balance, yeah. like all that stuff. Like, how was that? kind of helped you on your in a day-to-day basis
1: right Wow. Uh, where do I begin yeah <laughs> so uh, you know I had a um, what I considered was a pretty stressful job dealing with in m- middle management dealing with um, the customers uh, f- fabricators management over me bosses and yeah it's pretty stressful and uh, um you know before uh, or even within the the first year of, of my my training I was uh, I was a very anxious person very worried about everything in life and, and, it, and yeah. it just uh, took everything personally and took a toll and uh, all I know is at the beginning uh, no matter what I felt like going into a class when I finished my well usually it was two or three classes in a row yeah I would do uh, yoga class followed by a tai chi class followed by a kung fu class when i've done all my worries were gone yeah Uh, that really didn't correct that me issue though Uh, but uh, through meditation i believe and just uh, learning uh, about what's real in life yeah what's (laughs) what's important and you know uh what other people think about you what we were talking about before yeah through through the training and meditation i think that that helped that greatly uh from a health benefit um i've had injuries several injuries in my career and uh i've had also health um issues over the last couple of years and i believe in you know through my training my recuperation has been um very good very good Uh uh-huh and uh yeah, I'm. Uh, I remember when I broke my wrist. My doctor said, uh, "Okay, you're. I'll never. You'll never be able to do a push-up again. But you'll have some mobility with that hand." Yeah. Well, I mean, you see me do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like there. I never broke my wrist. Right, right. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. So it's in, it's in the mind. Uh, it's in your desire, and it's in uh, proper chi um, flow through the body. Help your. Between that, and I also went for acupuncture. With almost okay. every major in- injury that I've had. Mm. Even before my kidney surgery, I, I went for acupuncture for two months. And um, I, it was like, you know, after two weeks after that surgery, I was like, is this, is this all there is? You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> it was it was hard for me to listen to the doctor w- saying, you know, don't do anything for six weeks. Um, so, yeah, uh, but I did. Uh, right. <laughs> I did. I did listen, fortunately, because... I didn't want to have a setback. But, yeah, so uh, health-wise, I think it's a a great benefit. uh, Probably a lot more out there. but
0: Yeah. I guess when you're talking, I think you mentioned a couple times about how, like, when the chi is, like, flowing through you, right? How does that, for anyone who, like, maybe hasn't felt that before, is there a way to describe it that you've thought about before, or is it just, like... Obviously, it's like for me, it's like only like a feeling thing. You can't necessarily put words to it. But how would you?
1: If you well, to everybody, Chi uh, is energy, right? Uh, just energy was everything has energy. Right. Everything animate inanimate has an energy, um, and um, the goal in Tai Chi, anyways, is to get more energy into the body and circulate that energy through the body. Uh, not everybody feels it but it's there and and you have it circulating in your body. Yeah. Um so uh through practice uh, in in meditation and, and in tai chi and in uh, qigong which is the working of the Qi, uh you learn how to circulate it more and you learn how to be aware of it. Um so uh one of the first things I do with a new student is is have them do some exercises and I I show them a couple of things to do to prove to them that chi actually exists. Right, And uh, it's a feeling you get. Uh, yeah. Sometimes in your hand, you'll find a tingling in, in, your, in your hand. Yeah. And um, you can direct your chi um, with your mind. The mind, it leads the chi, yeah. and the chi will lead the blood. So if you direct your mind through uh, pathways through the body, the chi will follow that because the mind is directing it, and the blood follows the chi. So you have good chi circulation, and the blood following it, good blood circulation. F- physically, from a, a Western medicine yeah. point of view, is 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 healthy for for healing, right? Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. Either, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Okay. Yeah, what was your your original question? Right, no, yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, it was about like how does like that chi feel, right? Yeah. So I mean like that. Yeah, so there, like, different people it could be yeah. fullness,
1: it could be tingling, it could be warmth, right? Um it could be uh like little sparks, sparks like generating little sparks in the, in your in the tips of your fingers or in the palm of your hand. Mhm. Uh do, I guess do you feel it out, outside of your like arms and Hands. So th- that's, I, I'll, I can only speak personally. Right, yeah, yeah. For me, uh, everything was more aware, I was aware of it in the hands initially. Uh, and uh, as time went on, I, I, was, I started feeling it in the arms more. And like at this point, if I put my mind awareness, any part of my body, I, I can feel it there. Yeah. So it, it just, it, it takes time. Right, it takes time. Nice. So, like, I guess
0: during the standing meditations that we do, yeah, you can feel it in in your legs, for example, if you're if you're focusing on that.
1: If I'm focusing that, I can feel it in my legs. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. pretty. So we do something called condensing the qi, right? Yeah. Uh, so condensing the qi is uh, at the at the end of a lot of uh, like chi generating uh, or chi work exercises. Yeah. We call it qigong. Yeah. Uh, we uh we do uh condensing the chi which is we're trying to push the chi into the bone marrow of the body mm. and so we imagine our skin disappearing in a standing meditation uh, the muscles and tissues disappearing all the organs disappearing until you're left with your your skeleton and then you imagine the cheese swirling around and with your inhale and exhale you imagine the the cheek being compressed into the center of the bones mm. um, and uh, you know you start uh, with one part maybe the tips of your fingers right and slowly work up uh, I generally generally don't get through the whole body before I, I lose my 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 <laughs> real intense focus you should be really intense focus yeah and so usually you do that for a minute or two and then and then stop oh, okay so yeah
0: gotcha well, I guess well, what other types of what, what like what types of meditation do you do, other than
1: the ones that you mentioned, or in it? So we talked about the standing meditation. Uh, I said of all those, uh, the only other one that I do is, uh, of course, Chan meditation. Chan, Chan is, is a Chan Buddhism. Chan is a, a Buddhist sect yeah. that uh, the Shaolin monks practice. Okay. Yeah. And um, so Chan meditation, it basically Chan meditation, to practice Chan, yeah. is emptying the mind completely. N- not focusing on anything. Just not, there's just nothing. There's nothingness. Yeah. yeah it's very difficult to do. Yeah. So that's why we learn how to do single-pointed focus uh, meditation. Right. We could be focusing on the breath. Uh, like we do are counting one in, one out, count up to 10 and just repeat one to 10. Yeah. Just, And then it uh, uh, could be staring at a flame. It could be incense burning. Yeah, could be different things. Uh, so that kind of like helps us train to focus on one thing. And yeah. so after uh, a while, for me it was, I'm sure it was several years before I was able to find maybe... Uh, Fleeting seconds where I was able to let go of the meditation uh, technique yeah. and just be in in Chan meditation. Yeah, it doesn't last long for me. <laughs> uh, I don't know who. I, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to meet somebody who can right. just sit uh, in in Chan for like thirty minutes or an hour. Yeah, that's. It must be a, s- a special feeling. I'm I'm sure. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: I guess. Have you ever felt
0: that? I'm not sure how much you know or follow or believe, like the chakras. Right. Um, um, I mean, uh, there's overlap. I I would imagine between the chakras and the dantian, right? Middle
1: dantian, upper dantian. Yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: and so like, like during those meditations, have you felt those like energy centers? Like, Uh, do you feel some vibration, or do you feel
1: anything there? Or I was curious. So uh, certain meditations, I, I actually you, you bring to mind something else that I've done before. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, healing.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, so I took a uh, couple lessons from uh, somebody who taught uh, healing meditation. It's intuitive energy healing. Okay. And um, she dealt with with thinking of you know uh, the heart, uh, the mind. Right. Yeah. And um, and and I would f- I would feel it, in. Um, actually, it's I don't know enough about the intuitive healing energy uh, yeah. healing, so I'm going to go off that topic. Okay, yeah, yeah. I hate to talk about things I don't know enough about. Uh, but uh, in in sometimes you think about yes, the, yeah. the mind's eye. Yeah, like third eye chakra. Third eye yeah. chakra. Yeah. And when I when I do that. Is intense pressure there, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, like it really feels like yeah. uncomfortable at times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. The answer is yes.
0: Nice, nice. No, yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, well, like to kind of circle back, like on the healing thing, because, like, there's obviously, like, like, many stories of people who have, like, healed, mm-hmm. you know, their skin or, like, hair loss or, mm-hmm. like, Um, or even chronic diseases or Mm -hmm. stuff like that, right? Um, And so I think it's kind of cool. So, like, I'm... I I actually kind of did it myself, like, because... I don't know if you've... uh, What's his name? I can't remember his name, but, like, he he taught a lot of, uh, like, different types of meditation, um, but it was, like... uh, One of them was, like, healing. Mm -hmm. And so I've taken some courses that touch on that topic, and I can... Like, I would, growing up, I would kind of pick at my skin on my fingers. Um, and I, I I did it for, like, the healing meditation for a couple of weeks, right? And, like, throughout that course, even like after a couple of days, mm-hmm. right, I did, did it every day, sometimes even multiple times a day. I could, f- like, I had, I could be a hand model, basically, <laughs> right? Where, like, I was not picking at skin at all. And then I stopped doing it for, like, you know, a week or two. And then it kind of picked back up, right? It picked back up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Didn't have enough skin in the game, I guess. I know, I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so I, but it's it's like just getting that little glimpse of like, all right, what what can my mind do, right? Because like my eventual goal, like on the healing side is to obviously do that. um, Maybe any, like I have like a shoulder, like when I play tennis, I'll just like, I think it's called subluxation or something. Um, yep. And I'll kind of... <laughs> and so like I'll kind of get it out of its socket and then have to like... Uh, just
1: it goes back in. Yeah, right yeah it
0: goes back in, right? Yep. Um, but, you know, like stuff like that, I want to heal like those joints and like mm-hmm. those things. And then eventually I have pretty bad eyesight, um, like minus six, six and a half. So it's pretty bad. So, like eventually I want to get to that point too. But I think it's like just... You know, so w- st- starting with something small, with like cause I think the skin is like the easiest, yeah. um, organ to, mm. kind of heal, and then and then working my w- way up to something as large as like eyesight, mm-hmm. right? And I guess how do you feel about like the combination or juxtaposition of Eastern and Western medicine and healing and.
1: Well, type obviously, I've, I've, I've used both. Yeah. Um, if you have a tumor on your kidney, uh, the Eastern medicine <laughs> is not going to get rid of it. Uh, but but it prepares you for it and, and, and helps you heal afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eastern medicine does. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I'm a great believer in, in both. Um, uh, going back to the intuitive healing, energy yeah. healing. Uh, uh, just... 'll explain a, cu- a couple of things that we did in in this training yeah is um, this this person who is leading it did something to the group in the room and uh, you close your eyes when this is happening but but you feel i felt it uh, I felt it uh, three times in my life so far hmm. once when she did something and 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 uh, twice with another individual when we both did this connecting together it's a rush through the whole body and tingling all over uh eyes tearing and it was a credible like energetic explosion in the body wow yeah Uh, and so basically in this in this training you you do a meditation okay and you're with a person and you try, try, try not to create what you think is happening to that person, but you just, until, you just stay there until something's left shoulder. I need to look at her left shoulder. And um, yeah. twice I, when I did it, that person said, oh, I, yeah, I have, I'm having a lot of problems here. And then we do it like an energy healing and the person would feel better. I mean, it's, it's, it was yeah. uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this 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 woman again I don't want to mention any names yeah, yeah. Uh, she was she was incredible okay, she's incredible wow.
0: yeah that's crazy yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy to see what like the mind can do and like yeah
1: uh,
0: but yeah well so I guess um, I'll throw I think this is like a good halfway point or however you want to think about it where I kind of want to take the time in a conversation where we normally don't in any normal conversation to kind of just pause and just not do anything. And just kind of think about like, what we've talked about, what we've discussed. And for you know, 15, 30 seconds, a minute, however long it like, feels natural, we'll just kind of pause and just reflect or whatever. And then at the end of it, um, I really believe that um, you can really get to know someone, not just by the answers that they give, but by the questions that they ask. Um, and so at the end of that, uh, that pause, I'll ask you to ask me a question Mm -hmm. And then we can pick up, back up the conversation. Okay. From there. So yeah. Awesome. I'll open up the floor to you, Sifu.
1: Okay. So um, this is a question uh, not only as a podcast guest, right. but as your as teacher. Yeah. So what? where do you see yourself with your training five years and ten years from now? Mm. So...
0: I haven't thought about this question so. Oh. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I think right now I'm just kind of taking it day by day, month by month, you know, just as it comes. I definitely want to I'm like definitely a learner and so I want to go as deep as possible into basically everything is my easiest answer but then, you know, Obviously, I think at your school you have Tai Chi and Kung Fu. I think one would potentially help the other, right? Um, I think I want to like be a master, uh, maybe not by title or anything, but be a master of all the, not just the practical side of like doing the forms and doing all the meditations and doing all that, but I think knowing the theory behind it. Right, like all the imagining if there's another person there, like in the form, right? Like what do those what do those mean? Like the names of the moves, um, like what does each action kind of represent within the whole philosophy of Tai Chi, right? So like I think I'm getting to a point where I can I can do the actions relatively well, right, with some practice obviously. Um, but then I'm I feel like I'm I can definitely improve in terms of like, all right, how do those actions affect my chi? How do those actions, like what, did that, what does it represent, right? And I think that's what I want to get to, where I can combine both the theory and the practical side of it into having more knowledge and understanding myself more, right? And then, because I've already seen the benefits of it, even like in the first few weeks of it when I started last year, mm-hmm. first few months, like the benefits are undeniable, but yeah, I think like five, 10 years, I'm open to the fact that I can become a like a sifu, right? With the proper training and all that, right? So I'm open to that idea. Um, I also would be completely fine if I didn't become one, if that wasn't in the cards for me, to just continue practicing it on a daily basis or multiple times a week basis, etc. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's kind of how I see right. myself. Before, in the before next you time. ask me a question, a couple of things. Yeah. Number one, uh, you, you're absolutely right, kung fu will definitely help your Tai Chi, and learning Tai Chi is uh, undeniably gonna help whatever Kung Fu you're gonna learn. Yeah. And I forgot the other thing I was gonna say, so you go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but I think like, I guess, is there anything on that topic like that you would tell people, like for people who are interested in going to some like martial art, whatever, if it's Tai Chi, Kung Fu, um, Aikido, Taekwondo whatever it is right mm. like that you would tell people that are kind of interested or maybe not interested at all but just as obviously massively experienced in that
1: as far as tell like people, like if, if
0: they want to if they're w- interested in joining or if right. they're um, like the
1: yeah, um, yeah so uh, I would say there isn't really I don't believe there is like uh, one martial art that's necessarily better than another martial art. Right. I think it boils down more to A, the teacher, and B, the the, the student, the training that yeah. you are willing to commit to. Uh, so, you um, know, um, I'm partial to the Chinese martial arts because yeah. that's what I've, I've been doing. And um, I'd say. Try it, you know, look around for for first of all look for for uh something if you have a passion of like a lot of people say, "Oh, kung fu, I really want to do kung fu or taekwondo, whatever, yeah, and then look for a teacher, right, look for a teacher that uh is respected um knows what they're doing, and sometimes it's difficult to find out, but uh do some research right. yeah you, know? you can you can you can find out, and uh, try, try it, okay, you know. Uh, yeah. but if you 're going to try it, I would say commit to at least six months to a year uh, before you before you 're ready to make any judgment because it takes time sometimes to get through the 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 uncomfortable period yeah. uh, of you know not thinking i don 't know what i 'm doing or i don 't have the physical capabilities or whatever right there's there's there 's no there 's no Right uh, answer as far as you know. What abilities do you need to have? What physical shape do you have to be? You can start at any time. You can right. be in any shape. And The question is, the next is every day you're you're a little bit better than when you started. In, yeah. And um, anyway, this is general okay. general advice. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: I guess h- how would you shifting topics a little bit? How would you kind of characterize your like your daily routine then? like how does like Tai Chi and meditation and all these practices that you've built up over your course of your life, how does
1: those fit in into your daily schedule? Uh, well, um, I try to do... Uh, so it depends on the day. Yeah. Because uh, like I I do, you know, when I'm healthy, oh. I do the warm-ups and conditioning and stuff with, with the students and so... Um, I, Earlier in the day, like I t- Monday night classes, I would I would try to do my my Tai Chi form, yeah. uh, or, or standing meditation, or you know something every day, yeah. and um, uh, also uh, you know try to do some, some I can't run anymore, <laughs> uh-huh. do walking maybe I was you know did walking three miles a day or something okay uh, and you know the walking can be meditation. So, yeah. you know, yeah. after a while, everything is Tai Chi. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> if, if you have the right focus, um, everything is Tai Chi and everything is Kung Fu. Yeah. So, um, but I, I try to do my own training every day. Okay. Um, even if it's just doing like um, if I'm watching some TV or something like that and I feel kind of lazy sitting on the couch watching TV, I'll, I'll do some stance training while I'm watching TV. Okay. Uh,
0: Nice. Yeah. Are there any other things, outside of Tai Chi meditation, that, like from a, that has helped you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, to become who you are today?
1: Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, life. Yeah. Life experience. Mm. You know, you. Um, I, I. Probably everybody has a. An innate makeup that gives them whatever tools they have to cope with life. Right. Some, people, some people find an easier time than others. Um, and um, I, I think um, I, I, mine was probably a mixed bag. Uh, but uh, generally speaking, I, I think I have the, the fortitude in my mind to not give up and um, don't say no to me. Don't say it can't be done. Right. Because I'll prove you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like so with the
0: doctor who said you can't do any push ups. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, 'cause I think 'cause I think I place well you said like improving that very that one percent better than you were yesterday, right? Like right. that's kinda how I view my life in general as well. because like, my one of my other podcast styles is called one percent growth. Mm. And it's like Around the concept of me being better each day than I was before, and then obviously if you're one you know, percent better each day over you know a month, that's thirty percent better. Over the course of a year, that's you know three hundred plus percent
1: better. So right? what happens with those days when you're thirty percent worse than the day before? Right.
0: But you know on average, then right? Right. like
1: no. But how do you view that day?
0: Well, I, I, I try to t- take a bigger scope, like. If there is something bad, bad, quote unquote bad, yeah. that happens to me, right? Yeah. It's like there, there is a lesson in there. Right? Okay. There's always a lesson in everything. Uh, well, so I believe that everything is neutral, right? It's not positive or negative, right? And so then, if I approach everything as neutral, then it's I don't, I don't judge. I try not to judge that moment within that moment, right? And so if like I'm in the moment and it's something that I didn't want happened that's just a I think that's a result of like expectations for that moment that I had right so then if I if I get rid of the expectations and then but replace it with expectancy compared to expectations then I'll just you know so for example like my a couple years ago when I was living in Atlanta my car got stolen Mm. right I it was it was my mistake I placed I, did, I had a long road trip. I f- took the spare key with me on the road trip, and then uh, I went somewhere. Like when I was in Atlanta, came back, and then I left the spare key in the car. Mm. And I was doing something, putting groceries back in the car or in the back in the apartment, and then forgot the spare key was in there and didn't lock the car. So the next morning, I found this car was stolen. Right, but I kind of took it like nonchalantly. Like I think a lot of people could potentially like be like very upset, and be like like beating themselves up for that mistake. Yeah. But, you know, I think I was like, okay, like, I kind of let go. It's like, all right, like right, I'll just use the money from the, if I, the car is stolen, I'll just use that money to buy a new car or like down payment for the new, whatever it is, right? Or just adjust to public transportation life, whatever it is, right? And so, like, because if, like, if something is truly bad, it would be bad for everyone involved, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. if the car was actually stolen, was being bad, then... But it's actually good for the you know person. person who stole it, or for the person if they find it for um, you know the car repair shop, right? It's business for them, right? Mm-hmm. If there's a uh, incident with the car, right? And so it's truly not bad for everyone, right? So it just happens to be from my lens. So <laughs> I'm just trying to view it from that neutral perspective. So going back to your question about the day, right? Within the scope of the day, it might have been, it may not have met expectations. But then, looking back, right, I wouldn't have been who I am because un- if it hadn't been for those experiences, right. So that's the kind of way I view okay. things. Right. Yeah. but I'm not sure if that no, answered that's the question. <laughs> yeah, no, you answered the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess uh, how do you kind of view like uh, I'm mean, used to like the intuitive healing meditation. Like, how, how what's your viewpoints on intuition in general? How do you use, if you use that at all, to like. Help you make decisions to guide you, um,
1: your feelings, and what you yeah. do. I think um, it goes back for me. It goes back to uh, what feels right. Yeah, what feels right is right, uh, and what feels wrong is probably wrong. Right. Uh, so I, uh, you know, when you when you look at uh, uh, tai Chi the, and what's the what's the philosophy that Tai Chi is based on? Do you know no. the Taoism? Philosoph- oh, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. so Taoism uh, is uh, basically living um, in unison with the world in harmony with with you know everything in life. Yeah. Um, and if if you're harmonic with everything in life then it just feels right. Yeah, and the, di- the dissonance of life it feels uncomfortable and wrong so if you're aware of those feelings yeah uh, you use that as your, your barometer uh, many people do things I mean we we, <laughs> we look <laughs> at uh, and I'm not going to get into politics yeah, but yeah. when you talk about politics many people do things that uh, that you can't possibly if you thought about it right do it because it feels right. It's got to feel wrong, but you're justifying doing it whatever means, you yeah. know, impossible. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, that's uh, that That actually took me a while to get to that point as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just studying the philosophy of Taoism and Buddhism. Yeah. Buddhism is the underlying philosophy of, of Shaolin Kung Fu. Taoism of uh, uh, of Tai Chi and of course Confucianism yeah. uh, plays a part in, in, in both <coughs> um, so gotcha Wait, yeah. so
0: did you read do you spend time like reading
1: any of those the Tao like, Te Ching yeah, yeah like all, all the scriptures for yeah each, I, I haven't for a while but okay. y- yeah, yeah in fact we should we should do that in Tai Chi class okay. sometime yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know read some passages and try to figure out what they mean mm. yeah
0: how, like, I guess, when in the process did you, like when you were a student, you were like reading yeah. those? and
1: Yeah. And okay. uh, w- yes, my teacher would, would uh, um, actually, I think it was, uh, we used to have like Wednesday night lectures. Excuse hmm. <coughs> me. <laughs> and we'd uh, talk about different topics and, you know, Tao okay. Te was, was one, I remember. And then uh, we'd also talk about, uh, uh, you know. Buddhism, uh, philosophy, the mm. eightfold path, uh, etc. Right. Okay. And and how they play a part in in your martial arts training?
0: Okay. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Is um, I guess uh, aside from I guess Tai Chi and martial arts, is there um, things that you like to do in your in your free time? That, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so uh
1: definitely. Uh first of all, I, uh I have a music background. Oh really? Yeah, I am a gra- I'm a music graduate. Oh, I didn't know that. So okay. I played trumpet and trombone in in oh. college and uh, okay. uh, actually tried uh several times to get back into playing and uh found it very difficult. Um <coughs> I think um I was just speaking to a a uh friend of mine who I I played with when we were younger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. he was a he he is a trombone player. and He just retired. He said he couldn't, uh, you know, at, at his age, he wasn't. He was found it frustrating. Yeah. And um, uh, so you know, he, he retired before he was asked to retire. Oh, okay. And I haven't <laughs> I haven't played in <coughs> let's see, forty years, let's say. Uh, oh wow. Okay. So and I tried picking it up again, and it's just, yeah, I, I've, I, you know, every once in a while, I'll still go back to it and and play for a. F- few days and yeah "Ah, I can't (laughs) do this anymore but uh so um you know getting into the martial arts I became enamored with blades knives and swords Mm -hmm. and um um I love I love knives and I started sharpening my own knives okay and uh make a long story short now I I have a a business that sharpens knives for for people so okay uh, like chefs and home home chefs hmm. and chefs and restaurants and okay. hunters and uh, um, so They're I do nothing. that. Okay. You know, it's not a big business. It's just yeah. enough to keep my. Uh, I love. It's a like meditative for me, and I love doing it. Yeah. I love providing really razor sharp yeah. blades to people. Uh, and then uh, I started recently getting into woodworking, and uh, okay. I'm doing that as well. So it's it's a very common in martial arts to accompany with two other arts so you have a trilogy of arts mm. so it's, it's like maybe it's kung fu and calligraphy and music or something you know something like yeah. that so interesting okay yeah. i do
0: not know that is that from any specific like daoism confucianism um, Buddhism, or just kind of that's a
1: great question i don't know the answer to that okay i'll have to research it okay yeah <laughs> But if you see a lot of them, a lot of them, uh, like Japanese movies, uh, swordsmen were also great calligraphers, mm. uh, or, or you know if that that's what they right. they chose to do. Yeah. There's okay. one movie specifically, and I can't remember. It's a, uh, Sor- samurai. Mm, don't remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is how how does that? I'm curious. How does a blade sharpening process kind of look like or work? Uh, I mean, I'm sure I have like a raw. Well, I mean, imagination you, have, of it, but. you have the <laughs> you have
1: the blade, which is you know, uh, yeah. And at the edge of the the blade, there's there's a bevel, right. And you you um, sharpen the bevel on both sides, right. Uh, to the point where it comes to the edge, and actually there's a a fine um, uh, amount of, of uh, material that's so so thin it just kind of like it wants to break off, right. And it's it's sharp at that point. But when you remove that, uh, that thread of, of steel, it bec- uh, becomes very, very, very sharp. It's like that's mm. where that's what a, uh, a barber will strop his blade on both sides. It's kind of like straightening out that edge. But, but you, first you want to um, uh, sharpen the edge to a bevel till it comes to a, a perfect point.
0: Right. So then how, how do you take that?
1: That layer, that last layer off, uh, stropping, like I have, uh, I I was doing it by hand. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, on on sh- on sh- wet, wet stones, and then um, you go finer and finer and finer for different stones, and the finer you go, it takes off the, that mm-hmm. and then, and then at the end, if you take a, a leather, a piece of leather, yeah, and put a, um, a, compound on it, and then go back and forth. Really. Uh, it it removes the uh, the edge uh, now because I, I you know I can get thirty forty knives at a time uh, I I bought a machine that has a uh, it's slow turning wheel oh, okay. uh, that I can sharpen and then at the end of it is a leather wheel that uh, I put a cam- compound on it so I, I mean I, what okay. I used to do in forty minutes I could probably do in about eight minutes now oh wow okay yeah.
0: so it it would take forty minutes for
1: for me, one knife. when I was sharpening, yeah, a knife, oh, wow. I would spend f- about 35, 40 minutes on a... Man, I can imagine that's probably like, I mean, but you're doing the same
0: action, right? Most of the most like of it is, is of very, very, very repetitive going back right. and I'm forth. Sure, like that was meditating. Changing stones,
1: yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I enjoy, yeah. you know, not a lot of people <laughs> would enjoy doing that, but <laughs> I, I enjoy doing that. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah. Um,
0: nice. Well, I guess, is there any kind of, finishing up here, is there any kind of last things or questions or just comments that you'd want to leave me with, leave uh, um, anyone else with that's listening?
1: Well, I wanted to thank you yeah. for the opportunity <laughs> to, to talk and uh, and share whatever knowledge I do have. Uh, educational for me as well. Every time I I talk, I listen to myself and I, I learn what I don't know. Right, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and um, um, and I, I think you're doing a great thing. Uh, it's a good, great learning process for you as well. Definitely. And uh, just uh, I would I would say that uh, your own practice is, is going well. Uh, continue doing whatever you're doing, and you know, if you stick with it, um, I, you'll 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 glean many great benefits mm-hmm. down the road. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Is
0: uh, well, I, I did want to say one last thing. You mentioned a movie. I know you had mentioned a movie once uh, during one of the other classes last year. Yeah. Um, I forgot which movie it was, but the l- you said there was like a line from it. And I actually after the class I looked it up. It was like the, the western movie or old movie about like the oh
1: city slickers.
0: Yeah, city slickers. And then I looked up the line of uh, what was it of? What's m- the meaning of life? life? Only one thing. One thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I've like. That's like stuck in my mind of like you know having that focus to do. So now
1: you, now you you're gonna have yeah. to explain what the oh, that yeah. one thing <laughs> is. Like
0: I don't know it's like just only only one thing, right? Just uh, just it's you know having that single-minded focus to whatever. It's whether it's meditation, whether it's tai chi, whether it's my work, whether it's having this conversation, right? Like
1: well, being let's let's go back and, and give context to the to the question. It was like mm. these uh, city guys came come to a, yeah. a ranch where they get to ride horses, and uh, right. there was a ranch hand, a real surly, tough, very laconic speaking type of person, yeah. and, uh, and, they would, and one of the guys would go up to him and say, his name was Curly, and he'd say, Curly, what's the meaning of life, <laughs> right? And, he'd, and after a while, he would answer him, and he'd, he'd say, again, very laconically, one thing. And you know, they kept on saying, Well, come on, they were thinking, Well, what is that one thing? Yeah. What's the meaning? And they kept on asking the same question. Yeah. And it always came back, one one, one thing. thing. Yeah. And of course it was it's my take on it. Um I don't know if it was intended in the movie, but uh whatever you're doing, that one thing. Yeah. Complete focus on that one thing, whatever you're doing, and uh, that is the meaning of life. Mhm. That's that's amazing. I, I w- I can't top that. So
0: thank you very much, Sifu, for coming on this, thank you. this podcast. Looking forward to many more conversations like this we'll have. And hopefully you guys learned a thing or two or just enjoy the conversation as well. Thank you, Sifu. And thank you. Uh, see you guys, everyone, next time on Size Eyes.